welcome to today's podcast. The title is The Perfect Bathroom Clean. I do feel that's slightly misleading. It's not all about bathrooms. This is about how to teach someone how to deliver the perfect bathroom clean. This is a topic that's really close to my heart. But as an introduction, I'm Louise, one of the directors of the DCBN, and this is Diane, the other better looking director of the DCBN. <laughs> So, so you're going to start us off, aren't you, Diane? Yeah. So obviously, you know, you did, you've done a presentation recently on the perfect bathroom clean, but it wasn't really about that, was it? It was about making sure that people know how to train somebody else to carry out the bathroom clean, a perfect kitchen clean, any kind of clean, really, and how you can break it down. So that's what I wanted to chat to you about, because I know it's something that you're passionate about it's something that we're going to be introducing as part of the dcbn where we're going to actually be offering some additional training but i just know that it's something that we struggle so much with in this industry we're not very good at it when i was given the title of the perfect bathroom clean now i can train how to give the perfect bathroom clean and then i sat there and was like well do i do an average bathroom do i do a deep clean and i was like why am I doing this? I'm presenting to business owners that have been doing this 20 years. Now, yes, I can give them some tips, but they could probably give me more than I could give them. Um, And I thought about it and they're not struggling with cleaning bathrooms. What they're struggling with is getting their teams to deliver the bathroom cleans to the same quality or not just bathroom cleans, all cleans to the same quality as the original business owner. And if we look at why businesses are failing in this industry, they've got lots of work. They can, most of them, recruit staff. Let's assume they can. Um, But then those staff either aren't as good, can't hit the quality, don't stay, feel disempowered. The list goes on. And in my opinion, there's two essential parts to running a business. One is the quote, which I've covered at length. And the second part is the training. Because if you can get that first week's training right, all future problems are eradicated. We know that the quote sorts out the problems with the customers. Let's get that first week right with the staff. And then what turned out to be problem staff, they could go to a different company and they'd be perfect staff. And it is down to how we are training them. And I think a lot of people here think, well, you know, I'm a pretty good trainer and they show the people how to do it perfectly. And these people shadow them. And um, what I hear is that most people train by they'll take someone into a bathroom and let's say it's a bathroom in their own house so they're not in a customer's bathroom and that trainee will watch the expert business owner whoever expert clean the bathroom and they'll talk them through it as they're cleaning and then the trainee goes off and they have to go and clean a bathroom now there are some business owners that have made some progress and we have training videos as well but really that's not enough What's, what's your thoughts on this, Diane? Yeah, and I think that's that's where we a lot of us fall short in that it's, for us, it seems like a really simple thing to train, but actually everybody learns in different ways. And if all you're doing is showing and telling constantly, you're never going to remember everything that you've already shown and told them. You've got to systemize it. You're a teacher. That's your job, isn't it? So you're actually in France, aren't you? I want to talk to you about my French abilities. They're not great, by the way. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I don't know if you had this when you were at school, okay? But when you're doing a piece of work and you have that sick feeling, you actually have no idea what you're doing. And for me, it was French, okay? And I remember I had to write a story. I didn't remember what the story was about, but I have no idea whether my verbs were in the right tense have no idea whether the words were in the right order to even make sense because they mixed them about in French. 
they probably don't you're going to correct me all they the do. time here Diane. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I kind of wrote the best I possibly could and, and I knew it wasn't great I handed it in and basically I crossed my fingers because I had no idea whether it was any good or not now the teacher had explained what to do in fact they spent three years explaining what to do uh, but honestly I didn't really understand it I had tried asking questions and I still didn't get it so I tried to do the work and um, I didn't really stand a hope the question to you Diane is it my fault or is it the teacher's fault so it's got to be the teacher's fault as it, that's harsh, isn't it? If I so generally, I like to think I'm fairly bright, and I was generally a pretty able student. I definitely wanted to learn. I was trying. I was asking questions. I was wanted to learn, but I needed it explained to me in a different way. I did not get tenses of French verbs or Latin ones or the German ones. They made me do them all. But uh, anyway, I um didn't get it. So we've all had terrible teachers at school. What was your subject you didn't like? Um, my subject would have been history. Yeah, my, my, I loved French, funnily enough, mm-hmm. but history, awful, because all we were made to do was read history books. And that's not a great teacher, is it? That's like when I make my staff watch videos and read manuals to learn how to clean. Well, that's about as exciting as you reading history books. It's yeah. on a par. Yeah, um, it can be part of it, but it shouldn't be all of the teaching. No, and I think what we're seeing here is then we go to a lot of people realise that actually we need a better teacher and then they become good presenters. Okay, and they are enthusiastic and I'm here using my hands, which I shouldn't. um, And they become better presenters and they become more engaging. And that's good, but that's still not enough. So we've now got videos, we've got good presenters and we've got a manual, but these people still we are still failing new recruits into the cleaning industry and we are responsible for their entire opinion about the cleaning industry and how they will teach the next generation and none of us have ever learned to clean nobody's gone out and taught any of us so we've had to self-learn a lot of us don't manage to self-learn and also learn to be the trainer as well so what we're lacking for a lot of us is training the trainer yeah. A few years ago, we took on prices. Now I'm taking on training the entire industry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was I thinking? We've had so many campaigns, haven't we? We've had, you know, going back to work safely after COVID, increase your prices so that your business is profitable. Learn to recruit because nobody will work for you if you're not good at recruiting. And now you need to train them if you want to keep them. So, yeah, we are still on a bit of a mission. I'm sure there'll be another one after this. But right now, yeah, we need to get this industry trained, not just the business owner, you know, but those that work within the industry. Yeah, they need the training now, too. So what I had the fun job of doing was presenting how to clean a bathroom using words and engagement that people will remember because I could do a list of exactly how to clean a bathroom and you could be bored (laughs) mindlessly. A list of how Um, to do it, a list of things you often miss. Yeah, that's the the, the, starting point. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the starting point for a risk assessment that we find mundane and boring, right? <laughs> Saying that we've just pushed risk assessments, please do your risk assessments. <laughs> but let's face it, they're mundane and boring. So how on earth do we expect a student to learn from effectively what we find boring, um, even if we present it with enthusiasm in our voice? You know, for me, it takes 20 minutes to learn to clean a toilet. Okay, and that's not because it takes 20 minutes. I've actually timed it and done games. I can clean a toilet in 37 seconds. Not well, I might add. But in cleaning the toilet, if that's what I start my training on, then I'm going to cover dwell times and I'm going to cover clots and infection control. And 
I often start with the toilet because actually people are quite engaged in learning. They want to learn how to clean a toilet. Whereas I find a lot of people don't come to me wanting to learn to dust. So we start training on something that I would never start training on the toilet because you clean from clean to dirty. But if that's where I'm going to get the most engaged, then I'm going to train them to clean the toilet. And it's interesting. I think that it's not just telling them how to clean the toilet. It's why you're using the products, why you're using the method that you're using, because that's where the understanding comes from. Not in knowing that this is a, a, a red cloth and this is a, you know, a red product. It's, it's understanding why you're using them and, and what, what they're actually going to be doing, isn't it, as well? And do you know what I love? And this is when I feel like a success as a trainer, when they do things like, so we talk through a dwell time and they get it, right? And they're like, well, it needs 60 minutes. And I'm like, okay, so we're in the house for an hour. How is it going to get that dwell time? Well, we have to put it on straight away, Louise. As soon as we get in the house, we have to put it on. I'm like, yes, yes, that's a process I don't have to teach you. Yeah. And when they start putting it together, as we build up their knowledge base and they start then making sense of it and put the process together, I then know, well, of course, they're going to do this in future because it's not them remembering Louise said that I had to go and put this on. They're going, well, okay, I know that. That's a fact. We're going to take that as a given. Therefore, I'm going to go and do that. And that's when I'm going, yes, if you can put the process in place, then it's a winner for me. And you're you're allowing them to use their initiative and, and actually be involved in the process rather than just being told to do things, which, yeah, is fine to an extent but it's not exactly engaging is it yeah and I love mopping I love um I can't wait to do some training actually one of the things I train is and you'll see this time and time again with people with mopping they'll use one hand to push the mop forwards and they sort of tickle the floor with the mop I've got some brilliant little experiments where we do that and I go right tell me how so I don't use the mocks it's not a great thing to do an experiment of and I use cloths and I'm like right what do I need to do to change this and eventually they realize that we need to put pressure on the cloth on the surface and then I'm like right okay so you know that for me to clean this kitchen work surface I've got to put a bit of pressure on this cloth okay now watch me mopping what do I need to do and they go well you need to put pressure on it and I'm like right okay and that's when they start to to grasp it. And that's when they stop. I never see them one-handed mopping anymore. No, it's, it's that, and it's that, that same thing, isn't it? It's that understanding of why you do it in a particular way. It's it's like children almost, isn't it? I'm not saying that they're like children, but that's how we, cha- that's how we teach our children, isn't it? Don't touch that because it's hot. Not just don't touch that, but don't touch that because it's hot, you'll burn yourself. Yeah, and I think that you can see it in teachers and you can see it in parents as well. And people used to think that parenting was common sense or teaching was just easy or common sense. Well, when COVID came and we realised we're not all great teachers and there's a lot of parenting experts. There's a reason we like parenting things on TV because parenting classes now is not easy. You, You need to learn the latest methods. Well, it's the same for us as trainers in the cleaning industry. Yeah. So we're putting something together, aren't we? It's not it's not ready yet, but it's going to be launching um, fairly soon, I hope, um, where yeah, we're going to help because the industry needs that training and support. So that's. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the training exists, but it needs to be applied and we need to be training the trainers. Let's train an engaging way, not just how to give worksheets. We can give worksheets. We need to engage with our workforce. And if they're engaged and they get it, they don't quit, guys. Yeah, and not not just that they don't quit, but they represent your business. That's what they're there for, aren't they? And we've all had, you know, team members where maybe we could train them to clean, but 
are they ever going to be the the right person to represent our business? Well, hopefully you can have both. Yeah. And if you've got a great team, how easy is it to recruit into a great team? Yes. So easy. And then you'll have that great team that are going to be passing on that knowledge as well. Um, Because having your team train your team is the best. um, Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you can just do a couple of days and then you've got other team members that do it and it's good. And the the opposite of that is you've got a bad team. You can train someone to the best of your abilities in two to four days. They go out with that bad team, two days, and they'll be wrecked again. You're wasting your time. So you've got to kind of get it right from the start. Yeah. And this is just fundamental to building a business, really, isn't it? You know, you need to be able to sell, you need to be able to charge enough, you need to be able to recruit, and you need to be able to train and manage your team. So, um, yeah, if we can if we can help you, then that's what we're here for. But equally, you know, it's not always easy. And we've, you know, we've all made some mistakes along the way. It's just a case of learning from them, isn't it? Do you think talking about selling? So we talk about obviously a lot of sales, marketing, recruitment. It's all about learning to sell. What I love about training is like selling an idea to someone, and if they buy that idea, oh, you're on a winner. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I love about the whole recruitment process is that it's sales. You know, you're there to engage that person and get them excited about your business. And you know, people often complain that their employees don't care about the business as much as they do, and it's like, well. Why don't they, you know, have you got it across to them how brilliant it is? Is it a great place to work? And if it is, they'll share it and they'll invite other people to to come and join in and be attracting other people. So, yeah, that's what I love about the whole recruitment and training process is it's I'm selling. Can I tell a recent success story I've had talking about? I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we did it on the webinars where we talked about exiting, what to do if someone leaves. Ah, Yes. And as usual, I like to take a different take on these things. So I was presenting on this webinar and I love doing webinars because it makes me research. I don't just sit there and go, well, this is what I do. I research. Now I do bring what I do into it, but um, I often learn new things along the way. And actually I learn new things from the people on the webinars as well. Anyway, this one I had um, was presenting about how you should throw a party when they leave. You should throw a party because it shows they're just not a number And that the rest of the team that might have to pick up the slack, we're thanking them for the work that they're going to have to do in advance. I was like, okay, I love this idea. And they said it doesn't have to be a party. It can just be donuts. So I had a particularly brilliant member of staff. um, She actually, it was for medical reasons, but she'd been with us for three and a half years. And unfortunately, she was leaving. Um, I adored her. I didn't want her to go. I tried everything. I had for a lot of different jobs and a lot of different money. But she was going at this point. Um, So we threw a sort of leaving party, but I don't want to call it a leaving party. So we called it Fizz Fridays, which I got the suggestion of the DCBM member. So Fizz Fridays where I supply a lot of alcohol um, in the office because we realised we couldn't get them to the pub because people didn't buy into it. So we thought, right, straight away, as soon as they finish, anytime they finish, they can come and have a couple of drinks in the office. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, I say it was brilliant. It started at two o'clock in the afternoon. At 8.30, my husband dragged me out of the office. Going, <laughs> I was quite tipsy. I forgot about my car. I parked it outside my office. I forgot about it. it needed to be moved by nine o'clock the next morning. At 1.30, when I was meant to be taking my daughter to a party, I was like, where's my car? Oh, I forgot. I left it at the office. But anyway, um, the point was they all absolutely bonded. So coming back in the next week, we've got new trainees coming in. And they're sat there and everyone's chatting about what a good time they had last week. And the point is, we've also got stuck up on the board, the Christmas party that's happening at the beginning of December. And they're like, oh, can we go along to that? And 
it's things like that. So I learned that from the webinar, do those little things. Um, I love it. I love these webinars because it's, I think when you've been in business a few years, it's the little things you pick up, isn't it? Like nothing's going to change it fundamentally. But if I can make a 2% change and I can make five of them, that's 10% change. And that's big. Yeah. Do you not find that team building is the worst and the best bit of the business? It's it's sometimes it's so hard and, and it can be so challenging and emotional and we get hurt by it. But then, yeah, Fizz Friday and it makes you feel so good. It makes the team feel good. And you realize, actually, you're building something really, really amazing and that people will buy into. Yeah. So I I felt demoralized because we tried this before and it failed because I was trying to get them to go to the pub. And they're like, yeah. no, I've got to do school pickup. And when I analysed why I was consistently failing, I hate consistently failing, but, <laughs> and then we said, all right, fine, we changed the venue and it's an absolute success. So yes, it's good when you get it right. But then what's hard is the boundaries change. The, you know, you get something right and then you go, oh, okay. So now that's not what you want anymore. And um, I love it, but it's it's fun in business. It's a constant challenge. It's constant evolution. Yeah. And we talked about this on a previous podcast, haven't we, is that we have to constantly evolve and change as business owners, don't we, to keep I up believe, with our business. I believe you're about to go through a bit of an evolution. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast yet. But yes, there's something in the pipeline that um, will be changing a few things in my business. It's exciting. And I think I think it's always fun. Both of us run our own busy businesses. And so we don't just sit here and tell you the theories. I see it again and again and again, these business coaches that tell you theory, we're there living it. We feel the yeah. pain. Yeah, we've been there, <laughs> done that, and we're still doing it, yeah. <laughs> <Don't> do it. <laughs> but I got to this stage a couple of years ago. I was doing an awful lot of coaching. And I don't know about you, but I started getting, so some of the people I was coaching were getting phenomenal success. And I was sat there going, I'm spending all my time coaching, not running my own business. I was like, I could be getting your success. I Like I was doing that. And I, I took a step back from the coaching because I was like, forget that. I want it, not you. And I think um, you do see people where you go, should you really be coaching? Can you actually do these things? Because those of us that sort of can do love doing it. Yeah. And I I think that the, the, the good thing is we both still love our businesses. I'm not as involved in the day to day. I might well be for a little while, but I'm not as involved in the day to day. But I'm still passionate about my business and I still understand how every little bit of it works um, and constantly improving it as well. It's good fun, isn't it? I can't remember what's our topic today. Oh, the perfect bathroom. Oh, clean, yeah, wasn't perfect it? bathroom clean. We've wandered. We've wandered as usual. But actually, it was more about, you know, how we can improve the training in this industry and uh, work together to make it better so yeah it was a brilliant masterclass just on that um is, is a good takeaway for our members and yeah watch this space for what's coming in the next month or so exciting we've got the awards coming up haven't we um, let's recognize the best people have got till the middle of november to nominate we've had quite a few nominations already and we do say nominate yourself you don't need to be nominated by someone else nominate yourself guys because that's how you win nominate yourself and um, you can enter more than one category. So I've had a few emails from people saying, oh, I don't know which one to enter. And I'm like, all enter them all. <laughs> yeah, <Any> that apply. <laughs> <laughs> no promises you'll win. I get no say in that, but enter them. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's what to look forward to. But yeah, if you go onto our website and our events page on there, you'll see everything that we've got coming up, including, um, yeah, future masterclasses and the awards and everything else that we've got coming up. So our um, webinars are always quite interesting because we get given the titles and then told to go in nearly any direction don't we so I tend to go a bit 
skewed on some of these directions <laughs> well, I know I know we've got a masterclass coming up on managing a team so that'll be an interesting one are we going to do that together because we've both got different takes on that haven't we yeah we could we could do that one together that would actually you could do the professional good. take and I'll do what really <laughs> happens <laughs> what I'll do not ideal do. world Louise will do what could go wrong yeah. oh gosh I've made some mistakes I think yeah I, think. I still have I still do it all the time anyway right Thank you for a lovely, lovely podcast once again. And thank you to all the people that have listened to us. We really appreciate it. And if you want to get in contact, please do. Our details are on the website, on the Facebook page, Instagram. And we're all over the place, aren't we? Yeah, you can't get away from us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye-bye.